Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, if you ask people whether we need to crack down on human trafficking, I'm sure overwhelmingly people would say yes. Right? There are clearly identified victims, and there's a reason why that's a crime. Do we need to crack down on prostitution? Well, that's a different question, and you'd probably get a different answer. Do sex workers need to be targeted by the law? Or do they even need to be protected by the law in terms of what Canada's doing? The so-called Nordic model where we're going to criminalize uh, the purchasers of sex. Uh, this week, U.S. President Donald Trump has signed a controversial new law that is touted as targeting sex trafficking. But I think a lot of people see it more as a crackdown on prostitution. Now, part of this push involves... Uh, a, a shutdown, a crackdown on the website Backpage.com. Now, Backpage.com is essentially a classified ads website. But it's uh, certainly used a lot by those in the prostitution industry. And there's a lot of concern from those involved in that industry that it makes it more dangerous. If prostitutes, sex workers, if you prefer, don't have the means to uh, advertise their services the safety of, of their own homes, but that means going onto the streets where it is demonstrably more dangerous. So what's, what's at the heart of this? Why is the U.S. going down this path? What is this new law really intended to do? Uh, someone who's been following this story very closely is Elizabeth Nolan Brown, who's an associate editor with Reason Magazine, Reason.com. Elizabeth, thanks for joining us here. Thanks for having me. So what do we need to know about this law? Uh, so, like you said, it was definitely sold in the United States as a way to stop tra- sex trafficking. There were a lot of powerful um, interest groups that were pushing for it. There were a lot of politicians who were, you know, talking about it constantly as a way to stop sex trafficking, to, to fight Backpage, it was often said, because, you know, Backpage is sort of scapegoated as, as allegedly a hub of sex trafficking. So that's what it was really pushed as. But what the law actually does is makes it a federal crime in, to uh, host prostitution advertising. So, you know, yeah, just to make sure everyone's clear, you know, prostitution, when we're talking about prostitution, we're talking about people who are willingly, consensually adults choosing to do this. We're talking about sex trafficking, we're talking about people who are underage, so they legally cannot consent, or they're being forced. So the new law does not make any difference between the two. And it doesn't just say that, you know, anything related to sex trafficking is illegal. It says that any website that hosts uh, anything that promotes or facilitates prostitution is now a federal crime. And it's also a big deal because it's not, you know, it's, it's the websites themselves that will be held accountable. So any sort of publisher that has open comments or any social media like Twitter or Facebook, I mean, all of them, it's not just these classified ad sites. It, it's any sort of site in which, you know, someone posts a thing positive about prostitution or positive about sex work, then they could be targeted and be sued in civil court and have charges, criminal charges brought against them and be facing a lot of money that they'd have to pay. Right. So is is it your sense that this is more about just cracking down on sex workers online? 
more in general than opposed to to targeting something specific like trafficking? Sort of. I mean, there's there's kind of a couple different groups that are pushing this. There's there's a you know um, there's a group that's very much a sort of old school morally against all sorts of prostitution against all sorts of sex stuff. I mean, the group is also right now fighting to get Cosmo magazine off the newsstands. The group that's oh, yes. a huge proponent right. of this law. So there's this sort of old school moralistic group that yes, they just want you know they they want prostitution gone. They want anything related to sex or even sexuality at all off the internet. Uh, there's another group. In order to in order to pass this law in the U.S., in order to make it, you know, we, we had to change existing law that's been governing the Internet here for the past 20 years, which says you cannot hold websites legally accountable for things that users post on user-generated sites. So uh, there's a lot. There's some politicians who have been wanting to do away with that law for a long time because or to weaken it because it prevents them from going after people and censoring people. So this is one way for them to have gone and done that. I think the last group is just a whole bunch of uh, senators and representatives in U.S. Congress who don't want to be seen voting against a bill that's called the Stop Sex Trafficking Bill. And they don't want to be in commercials saying, you know, look, my opponent voted against the Stop Sex Trafficking Bill. And I think that's a lot of what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, Backpage has kind of been scapegoated here. There was an interesting article in the Toronto Star where you got Toronto police who say that, that Backpage is used by traffickers to exploit their victims, but also saying that police had a good relationship with the website yeah. and, and that they were certainly willing to take down the, these ads if, if they were asked to by police. Yeah, and that's what's really key here because Backpage and, and similar sites like it, you know, obviously if there's millions of posts going through every day, yes, some bad things are going to get through. But they did, U.S. police have said this too um, across the country, that they the Backpage cooperated with local police departments. It took down ads. It turned over records. It did everything right. It did everything to cooperate with law enforcement. And now without sites like these, now that they're illegal, you're going to have, you know, like you said, people going back out onto the streets, which is more dangerous, or you're going to have, you know, the bad guys posting ads on um, on the dark web, posting through encrypted sites, posting through sites that are based outside of the U.S. and have servers where they won't, you know, the U.S. government can't reach them. So you're going to have them going to ask, you know, can you help us with these victims that we see on your sites? And they're going to say no. So, yeah, so pretty much we've driven any attempt, any any sites that were helping law enforcement with this, and we're going to drive the bad people into sites where they won't help. Right. You're not, you're not solving the problem. You're just you're no. moving it around, Right. Right. Um, yeah, like I mean, nobody's yeah. going to be like, "Oh, I wasn't. I was going to commit all these horrific illegal acts, but now, you know, that this website was shut down, I think I'll just stop and, like, you know, get a job at a at a barbershop. Right, <laughs> I don't exactly. think it's going to happen. So. No, it probably won't. Now, regarding you know, actually shutting down a website or seizing a website, I guess is what happened here. I mean, that raises some obvious First Amendment issues in in the U.S. context, but there is also the reality that prostitution is is illegal in the vast majority of U.S. states. So, how how did those right. issues conflict? So that's the thing is that there's been a lot of confusion this week because Backpage was shut down um, and it was seized and its owners were arrested. But a lot of people thought, oh, they were arrested on sex trafficking charges. This has to do with FOSTA. This has to do with sex trafficking. It doesn't. The charges that were brought against them were money laundering and violating the Travel Act, which is a sort of old-timey act that says you can't uh, use interstate commerce to do illegal things, certain illegal things, including prostitution. So that's what they got Backpage after. And... um, you know, this is the thing that, that the Department of Justice has been shutting down prostitution rings and other websites for decades using these laws. So it sort of shows how you, if Backpage is doing something wrong, whatever they're doing wrong, the government is able to punish them for that without passing this massive new law. Um, 
So I think that's that's what's sort of key that you know the, the, and and also they could have charged them if they had found evidence of sex trafficking and they did not charge them with anything related to sex trafficking. Yeah, typically, when when you would see a you know heavy-handed government moving to shut down a website and suppress freedom of speech, you, you get a lot of reactions. Certainly, I think from from conservatives, but there aren't many who are rushing to defend Backpage here, are there? No, and that's that's you know that's a. a consequence of this very good PR campaign that the people that are against Backpage and people that wanted to pass this new law have done because they've just, you know, they've driven it home so hard and, you know, most of the mainstream media and the United States is awful at reporting on this and has just sort of lapped up whatever these, these um, you know, this propaganda and just put it out there verbatim that Backpage is a sex trafficking website. So I think you have a lot of people who might otherwise have, you know, would stick up for it, but they're like, oh, well, they, 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 they honestly believe that it's a really bad site. They just have no clue. And, and I think also, you know, sometimes people don't just don't care when things happen to, to sex workers. And I mean, that's, that's the unfortunate part, but they think like, oh, well, you know, maybe that's sort of bad. Maybe it sucks that, you know, they're shutting down their sites, but like that won't affect me. And they're doing something illegal anyways. And that's what's so frustrating. I mean, both because I think that's a really heartless position, but also because this stuff never just stays in the sex work realm. You know, like when politicians make these holes in the law, holes in the First Amendment, carve out ways, they will find new targets for them. They just do it this way because they know that people won't pay attention because they think, oh, it only hurts sex workers. Right. Well, I mean, that was the issue in Canada and the constitutional challenge of our law was that the argument that the law made it more dangerous to be a sex yes. worker. And I think there are those who feel that maybe it should be dangerous. Maybe that's a way to dissuade people from being in the profession. It seems like an odd and, as you say, I think kind of a cruel argument. But did you believe, though, that, that shutting down Backpage or shutting down websites like Backpage, that that has the consequence of making it more dangerous for these women? Oh, 100%. I mean, if, if you talk to sex workers, especially, you know, those who have been in it for, um, you know, more than, more than a few years, you know, they talk about the... The, the revolution that occurred when when online sites like Backpages have low barrier to entry and and you know anyone can get anyone can post on them it's very easy it doesn't cost a lot you don't have a lot of tech skills and so it allowed for the first time a lot of people who were either working under the you know walking the streets or working under a pimp or working under someone violent and exploitative and having to turn over their money for the first time they can post ads themselves and control their business and have autonomy over themselves and then also they can screen clients and that's the other huge thing with these with these online forums for advertising is you know you have a paper trail of the client you have their email address or phone number they might be fake but still even if they use fake ones there are message boards out there where sex workers warn each other about them so i mean you could really you could really screen people in a way that they are not going to be you're not able to if you're out just you know getting in someone car and and that's the screening is invaluable for keeping people because it's the clients you know it's the violent clients most clients aren't violent but the ones that are that's what we need to be worried about and that's exactly who we're driving you know people to when we shut down these safe resources for them advertising yeah did you think i mean could we realistically disentangle the two i mean if if human trafficking is a problem and if, if our current laws prevent us somehow from adequately targeting it is is there a way to do that without dragging the entire sex trade industry in, in, into it. Yeah, decriminalize prostitution. <laughs> yeah. I know that that sounds you know, counter, counterintuitive to some people, but the thing is that a lot of times right now, sex workers themselves are in the best position to know if other people in their community are being, are being harmed, you know? But they're afraid, or clients, are, they're, they're all afraid to go to the police because they're afraid that they'll be in trouble for prostitution if they know, if they report sex trafficking. And, you know, so you have all these things, or if a, if a sex worker is attacked by a violent client or by a pimp, they can't go to the police about it. So you have all these ways in which the people who are per perpetrating the bad stuff are allowed to keep doing it because we're criminalizing consensual adult prostitution. And if we remove the penalty 
penalties for consenting adults doing it, then that would free up people to report crimes more often and free up the police to spend more money and resources actually fighting the people who are who are harming people and fighting the people who are being harmed instead of, you know, trying to stop consenting adults from having sex with each other. Yeah. Well, I'll leave it there, Elizabeth Moore, at Reason.com, and uh, people can find you on Twitter as well, E.N. Brown. Thanks so much for joining us here today. appreciate it. Thank you. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.